Hey, welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Ecosystem Aces. Uh, I'm Chip Rogers, CMO at Workspan, and really excited again to be, uh, well, today to be joined by Kim uh, Sterkendris, uh, Global Ecosystem Enablement for the uh, commercial segment at uh, Intel. And um, Kim, welcome. Yeah. Well, uh, thanks uh, for having me, uh, Chip. Yeah. So, uh, uh Kim, you know you have uh, have had a long career at uh, at Intel in a number of different go to market roles, and then previous to that with uh, Capgemini, working with Intel, uh, you know, quite a bit. And uh, I'm excited to you know to hear more about your your role and the kinds of things that you're doing with partners to mm-hmm. make sure they're ready to go to market, both the, on the partner side and also internally with Intel with a lot of, you know, sort of co-selling kinds of uh, activities happening. So um, I'm excited. You're, uh, uh, and, and we'd love to, love to hear, uh, uh, why don't we start there actually, uh, if we could, Kim, and maybe share a little bit about what you and your team are up to at Intel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So um, for us, I think we are, we built this team out and, you know, uh, together with my uh, my current manager uh, Carlo Rodriguez, who's who's been amazing at at getting this thing uh, going for Intel in commercial client segment, um, we focus on global system integrators, national system integrators, managed service providers across the board, and um, you know we started building it out. We had this function for a long time at Intel, but we started really building it out three four years ago. We started with a small team, and, and now we're there's about 20 of us, I think. Um, I specifically focus on solution providers, so NSIs, GSIs, uh, etc. But you know, I also have colleagues who focus on ISV enablement, etc., um, integrating our technologies with ISVs, optimizing our products with ISVs. So, like I said, building it out for for three to four years now, and going from you know, basically some loose relationships with some of these partners to to some solid technology integrations and also, you know, having them ready to deliver and ready to sell uh, on our on our technologies, right? Which always, we are a component supplier, right? So our technology is never a standalone solution. Um, it's always becomes a part of, you know, the broader solution that these that these partners are providing. And that's really... You know, we want to have that built in as much as we can into, you know, not just their, you know, whatever ISV solution or package they use, but also into their, you know, their business value and their business models, right? How can we, how can we drive that joint value with these, with these larger um, system integrators and solution providers? It's really interesting. That's uh, uh, it's it's really just a whole new way of looking at. Uh, at it, right? So it's it's building it building it into their. I love that you know that you said building it into their business models, right? So it's not just it's not just like training materials. It's how do how does how does how does Intel and the partner work together for their mutual benefit? Yeah, and, and a lot of that on our on our side is like is I think specifically for Intel, it's something that a lot of people don't expect. Right, because you know it's a CPU, <laughs> it's a piece of hardware that is part of you know this 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 device that you use every day. How can that 
how can that create business value for a solution provider? And um, but for for years, I think since Intel's V program was developed, um, which is now I think uh, sixteen years ago, or even seventeen and twenty three. Um, there has been specific technology on board of those chips to really drive, you know, to solve, you know, to solve for certain IT problems in business. Right, VPro has always been their business brand, and um, yeah, there's there's been there's a lot of value that on board that we can't really, you know, that a lot of people don't know about, and it's been advocacy for years and years and years, mm-hmm. and. Um, you know, we really shifted that in the last four or five years to go just from advocacy about the technology. Here's what it can do, you know, starting 10 years or 15 years ago with the IT department to like, okay, you know, how do we translate that to like a, let's call it, let's say a global system integrator, like a large global system integrator. They have so many devices they use. They're trying to standardize their software. How can we make sure that it's easy for them to use, that it's easy to understand and that it's like, you know, it becomes natural we want to end up with building a stack like you have, let's say you use Microsoft products, you use Teams and you use um, Defender and, and, and you manage your stuff with ServiceNow, which is a very common combination, right? We want to make sure that if you just buy the right Intel chipset or the right Intel CPU in your device, that you get additional value in each of these pillars. And what I mostly do is I don't I don't talk too much about the value of those things for the end customer, but it's like how's that you know with these partners how's that going to affect your TCO right for these for these devices that you may not even own but just manage right how can you make that management cheaper and either you know take that take that profit for yourself and and you know use it to drive new improvements or whatever you want to do with it or just you know plainly win a deal with an end customer because you can do it at a cheaper price because you're more efficient and effective. So that that's mainly, you know, what we're trying to achieve with this team, both on the ISV side to make to do all that prep work and then on the solution provider side. I'm like I'm I'm like the last mile guy because I'm trying to like then pull <laughs> it through and 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 show people that it exists and that it's there and that by by connecting the right machine to to a certain solution or software stack, you can actually drive, you know, increased value for business. So it's interesting because you sort of got those two sides of uh, of the process, right? With uh, ISVs on the on on the front end and and really building those, you know, that technology and those synergies or those you know capabilities supporting technology, and then the value delivery on the on the other side, right? Um, once you're going out to customers, how do those two differ, and how do you see that? And in in your role with enablement, how is that? How do they differ? Yeah, I think for me specifically, coming from a system integrator, and, and I've been with with Capgemini for I think about eight years. Um, having having worked on that side of the world, um, I actually when I was there, I was like said my next job would be for somebody want to work for somebody who actually makes a product like a physical product and and that happened that became intel uh, in the <laughs> beginning I, I was maybe not ready for that shift yet because it's it's a whole different culture selling basically let's call it disrespectfully selling boxes versus selling a service um mm-hmm. and i did I, I worked hard on like doing a lot of education with the people around me about like 
what is it about the seller service? What is it about if you, you know, how does that business model work, right? And then, like I said earlier on, a lot of the stuff that, that Intel was doing in the past, and not just when I came, but like way before that, was focused on how can we solve problems from the IT department. And that was, you know, that was mostly what people did, you know, in, in uh, you know, to early, to early, early to mid to 2010, like early 2000s to 2010. That was, you know, the most common thing to do. But then, you know, the, putting in those solution providers in the middle um, has a few benefits, right? It can drive a lot of scale because it's, you know, one too many. Um, but also it, it adds another business model in the mix. It's not just for IT, right? And the biggest shift I think we had to make was um, the benefits of our products are not only focused on the end customer. There is this value in, in the middle with the middleman that we can provide. And that looks at a whole different set of, of functionality or a whole, it becomes a whole different model if you th think about that, right? If I have a 10,000 seat end customer, they'll have completely different needs or to a certain extent different needs than somebody who is managing 3 million devices across 20, 30 different customers in all slightly different environments. They're trying to standardize, but their customers mm -hmm. all want to stick with their own thing. So you need this flexibility, but also you need to convince them that like, hey, you know, this is going to be good for your business, right? And where is that, where is that value in, for them in the middle because you know, for us, it's clear. Like we we wanna we wanna make sure that every end end user that is that is in business has you know one of our machines, right, or one of our Intel powered machines on on, on Intel V Pro. But um, you know, what's in it for the partner? And it's typically uh, a lot of our stuff was built like to reflect the value for the end customer, but not for that middleman. And, by doing mm -hmm. that, by changing that, by focusing on TCO in scale, by focusing on TCO across, you know, multiple accounts, you know, a, a huge amount of devices, um, and then integrating again, the really important part is like all the integration Intel does with the software vendors as well, because it needs to be easy to consume. Nobody's looking for like a hard deployment and, and a lot of extra work and a, a lot of extra agents and a lot of extra things, right? It's about you know, showing them the business value and then like making it as, as seamless as possible for them to use it and to reach that. So those are the two main focuses, I think, of the team in, in the last few years. And, and we've been, uh, yeah, I think we've been fairly successful in that. You know, of course, there was, you know, a little hiccup in the market and, um, you know, COVID didn't really help <laughs> anybody. Um, <laughs> Although it really helped our remote manageability proposition, I would say. I was going to say. That's mainly, I think, the biggest shift is from focusing on the end customers, or in this case, in our case, often the end customers IT department to like, hey, how do we integrate this in a service on a bigger scale? And where is the yeah. value? In that? And we worked with, you know, yeah. A lot of other, so that's you know, with really, consultants and stuff. Yeah, go ahead. Sorry, that's really interesting, and especially from you know, for partner for like our audience, partner partner leaders. So, uh, because you're you're you've really changed the product and the sort of thinking around how to 
go to market from, you know, this sort of, okay, let's just focus on the end customer, the IT department to, hey, we have this, these other constituents in here. How much is then sort of fed back into the product teams when you hear from the GSIs and you came from Capgemini, right? So you mm-hmm. came, came from that world. How much of that is then fed back to the product team to say, hey, there's this other requirement that you might be missing. Mm-hmm. Let's make sure we're capturing that and able to articulate that value to those, to the GSIs. Is that mm-hmm. a, a, a dynamic that's happening as well? Very much so, you know, very mm-hmm. much so. Um, I think, you know, it's it's almost a requirement. Now, I think for for a chip maker like Intel, it's it's this is where my largest learnings came in as well. Like, you know, if you have a, like in services, you want to make a change, you know, you change it, right? You tell somebody and you change the process and, and you maybe adjust some software and it's done. Now, most of our stuff is two, three years out. So, you know, to, like, it's always a little, you know, we have a whole team who are like absolutely specialists in trying to figure out what is going to be the thing in three years. So everything we need to have baked into the hardware, that is, that is quite a long time out. So it's very hard mm-hmm. to be flexible towards, you know, solution providers and stuff. And especially when things like COVID happen or, or like, you know, or when there's bigger shifts in the market, like back in the day when everybody was like on-premise um, service management and then suddenly like you know service now disrupted that market and changed that model and and it all became cloud and modular and you know um, those shifts like I mean if it's hardware based that that takes us some time so it's really important for us to have a finger on the pulse with these partners as well there's luckily also a bunch of software and firmware components that where we can, where we can be much more flexible and uh, with our with our top partners we've set up you know, process now where, you know, we we basically are in co- uh, continuous communication. I think about you know all the topics that matter, and you know, like like we've been talking about sustainability for the last you know year and a half, two years, uh, especially like and it depends. Some things pop up in certain regions, right? Sustainability has been a big thing in Europe for for a while now. Where in the U.S. you see it coming up now more and more, but we were already talking with people in Europe to see and, and to kind of plan how that would go and what we can do better and how we can, you know, find some, find some value there together. And then, you know, the process starts, right. Uh, gets continually updated. It's a lot of times the devil is of course in the details in how you implement it. And, and also again, what, what is the ISV ecosystem doing where you can properly plug in? And sometimes, you know, Sometimes you're right on the money and sometimes you're way off. Um, sometimes like you, you work two years on developing something and it comes out and everybody's like, well, you know, I can't really use that. Um, we've seen that with, you know, some, some of our features. That's, that's really cool features. It's um, remote secure race where you can remotely wipe a system like on the hardware level. And mm-hmm. uh, I've, been, I've been working with our French team for two years to get that certain certification for that because otherwise they couldn't use it in government and you know that didn't that doesn't that still didn't happen you know so sometimes you really have a good feature but then you know there's a certain detail in a certain region or that makes it so that you really can't use it which is which is a pity right Mm -hmm. Uh, but you know luckily we have for, for every three or four of those we have you know at least one or two uh that really drive drive value, and we see we see the results of that, which is which is actually great. Um, in our in our uh, even though Intel has been 
you know, had a rough time recently uh, with the with the overall market. We still we still see that we are driving growth in that in that business segment, and and that's great. That's a great you know appreciation of appreciation. our work. That shows us that we're doing the things that we should be doing, and and we're hitting the right spots, right? Yeah. You know, to your point, when um, when the uh, you know the, the the market and the and services and even in software, the the ability to innovate, you can put something out into market pretty quickly. And mm-hmm. on the hardware side, like you said, it takes two or three years to. Mm-hmm. So you really have to be looking way down the road for anything in your in your uh, pipeline. Yeah. We're still able, like I said, on the software side, we're still able to make quicker adjustments and we have processes in place where we basically on a, on a monthly basis analyze whatever comes in as feedback from our closest partners and from some of our advisory boards and, and prioritize that. But that list, of course, is like endless because everybody's still like, oh, I would like this there and I would like this so and, and whatnot. And um, so we're constantly going through these large Excel sheets with prioritizations um, to make you know, the changes we can on the software side as well. So yeah, I think overall we found a good balance in that. I mean, it was like, it was a journey to get there. Um, but like with, with, you know, some of our features or functionality being like cloud-based as well, which, you know, which took us a while to do that because that needed really some big changes. Um, but, you know, with that being cloud-based with a lot of the, the ISV integrations ready to go with the, with the big players, we really see a shift in how easy it is to adopt these technologies. And it makes my job actually with these solution providers so much easier. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember when I started or when I was actually still even in Capgemini and, and was running um, the Alliance team there for Intel and for the infrastructure side, workplace side, um, Intel would typically come to us and they would talk to us about, you know, this one feature that they had and, and it sounded great. And then they would be like, yeah, it will be available like in two years. <laughs> <laughs> and and we like, they would be like, oh, do you like this? Do you think this is worth it? Yeah, we'll have it in two years. And everybody was like, oh, okay. But um, yeah, I think we, we made big, big steps and big shifts away from that. And now like, you know, basically being able to show that, you know, one of those, you know, once you plug in one of our machines into that ecosystem and that's the whole thing, right? It's the whole ecosystem and nobody, there, there's no like, there's no discussion anymore in large enterprise about I'm going to buy a laptop and which laptop am I going to buy? It's really just like, here, here's my, here's my whole ecosystem of software and, and mm-hmm. you know, whether, whether you're all, all on, all in on Microsoft or you have like a diverse setup or, or you're doing something with Google or whatever you're doing. It starts with the the whole you know so, solution stack basically, and um, yeah, I think I think we worked you know we were we came a long way in, in integrating into that and, and becoming a solid part of that. Yeah. How how has uh, what what's the what's the process like for getting the getting the the you know service partners up to speed on new new solutions coming out and getting their field teams, their partner teams, their field teams, their product teams all up to speed on what are the benefits and how do you, like, what is the, you know, I assume there's a, there's an entire process, there's a bill of materials mm-hmm. that you sort of are putting together. And can you walk us through a little bit of what that looks like, Kim? Sure. 
Absolutely. So in terms of, of the devices and stuff and what they need to get to get a certain thing, we, I think that's, that's, we made that pretty easy. Um, from our side, at least, you know, sometimes, sometimes it, you, you need to, you know, dig in a little bit with the, with our, with our OEM customers and our OEM, OEM partners uh, to find the right thing. But as, that's something we're working on as well. But, you know, anything that what we mostly work with is, is our, like I said, our vPro systems. Um, so anything that has a vPro sticker on, on it with Intel on it, um, it's, it's going to work with those solutions. Right, so we kind of try to simplify that as much as possible, so we don't have to worry too much about that. Now, which um, there's two processes. One is I would say onboarding a partner from scratch, and especially when we're talking about large larger partners. And there's still some down the road on my list in, in different geos, and mm-hmm. um, we just did a lot of work last year in Japan, for example, which is a whole different world in terms of its own, you know, ecosystems and its own players and, and whatnot. But, you know, onboarding a new player would be, you know, we typically go in, uh, uh, do some POCs with them. Basically, my my approach is have it, helping them understand the value for themselves. Like, hey, here's the product. Look at it. Do you see where this could be valuable? And then uh, our next step is typically to try, you know, work with them and prove it in their market. So find a customer to go do some pilots with or some POCs with on, on the specific technology. And then from there, like, you know, if, if, if those two steps are positive and we agree that they love, you know, they see the value of the product and then their customers see the value of the product, that's when mm-hmm. we start, you know, working on getting them ready to sell and getting them ready to deliver. And again, it's always our, our our thing is always a sliver of their bigger solution. So you know, whatever solution that this uh, system integrator, for example, has, that's the team we'll be working with. That's the team we prove it to, and then we'll just be adding on this. Let's say you know, whatever they talk to a customer about, you know, a hundred thousand seats, and they need a, a, a you know managed services. You know, we talk about like, hey, you know, how much how much am I going to pay per seat, and what is my experience going to be like? There's really no conversation about, well, what chipset is in the PC that you're delivering me, or that I which what chipset is in the PC that I'm going to buy from the OEM. I mean, it's about mm-hmm. the experience and 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 the cost per seat. So we work really closely with the teams on on the partner side to get as much of our story integrated in that whole process, right? So that we become part of that experience, that we can make that experience cheaper to deliver for the partner, easier to deliver for the partner. Uh, on the sustainability side, like less, you know, less hands-on delivered things for the partner, more secure. So those those are the things. And it's all basically, once they go to meet their customers and, and, and you know, basically sell their services, you would rarely, you know, there might be an Intel logo on a slide here or there, but you will rarely have an Intel pitch, right? It's it's all part of the bigger solution. That's really our goal is to be to be a a part of that end to end solution. It's it's harder than it sounds because everybody talks about end to end solutions and everybody talks about you know the ecosystem that delivers that. But you know it's all about proving value to each of the players along the way. The ISVs, the system integrators, and at the end the end customers. Um, so that's what we kind of built. Interesting. So uh, I, I like that. It's uh, it, there's a common theme here that you're 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 always bringing it back to the business value. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
not getting into feeds and feeds and and the you know the underlying pieces mm-hmm. even though what supports it but right you gotta you gotta always talk about the business value yeah no absolutely because that's that's in the services world in my opinion what you know what it's about right we're all we're all our our targets you know both on our side and on our partner side is never like hey how much technology did you integrate right it's how much like did you sell and how much how much revenues that make or how much additional margin can we get out of that or how much more deals can we win right so it's all about the business it's always back it always comes back to the business value um you know if you choose a software package you know yes there's some functionality but it's all in it's all in service of delivering delivering value to your customers and to your internal stakeholders right and that's that's also like to coming back to your earlier question that's that's probably the biggest shift we're all making at this point and i and i believe not just intel right everybody everybody mm-hmm. in that segment like towards you know how are we driving business value here because if you don't you're not relevant anymore you know we can, mm-hmm. we, can do, we can do science projects all day if you wish but and you know sometimes that happens we've done that <laughs> <laughs> you know uh, but you know in the end it always comes down to the bottom line of how much how much you know can we mean to to grow a company or to to grow our 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 market share etc yeah so it sounds like uh, I imagine that uh, the a lot of the enablement content then is also. I mean, you talked about enablement content for sell and deliver. Um, mm-hmm. I assume on the side, it's more about business value and whole solution, and you know what does the whole stack look like, um, and the value that it brings to both the 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 GSI and the end customer. On the mm-hmm. delivery side, probably more. Maybe there's more technical. You know kinds of things in there or is that is that an accurate yeah yeah absolutely it is i mean we it goes from it goes like if, from, if, whenever we whenever have we, you know a training or anything yeah. like that you know that the audience is very important and sometimes we get like pre-sales and sales and, and some engineers together and it becomes really difficult right because we go from <laughs> high level business value all the way down to the nitty-gritty technical bits um, but that's typically how we spread it out for the sales teams and for even for the pre- pre-sales teams, which have a little bit more technical depth on how certain things actually do what they're what they're supposed to do or how these things deliver that value. Um, but you know that's really about we're trying to make it as much about the business value and some about the convenience for the end customer and, and what they get out of it, you know, outside of like as an experience as well. Because in the end, those solution yeah. providers or those GSIs are are selling you know, an, ex- an experience, you know, around their match services, right? And from, you know, back from SLAs to XLAs, as they're called, you know, sometimes now. Um, so we want to we wanna tell that story, how we're part of that experience. We want to tell the story about how, you know, we drive value in that, in that place. And then on the delivery team side, it's really like, how can we, you know, train many teams to like, really understand the technology and, and and optimally use it right because we can only drive that business value if, if it's if we can implement it properly and again there mm-hmm. we're trying to make that step as low as possible because you know if i can if i can just work with a plugin into a or like an api into a software stack that you're already using that's going to make it much easier to um 
to drive like yeah. you know to drive quicker adoption to have more teams on board right than if i have to like you know do a do a two week training session and have you basically coded into your own solution as it was back in the day right like you know we needed on premise mm-hmm. servers and we needed like a lot of a lot of additional work now um, yeah that yeah. has changed it's cloud based we're trying to make it as easy as possible well Ken, this has been fantastic um, audience again is uh, is partner managers, you know, partner leaders. Um, and I always like to ask if there's anything that, uh, any sort of piece of advice or something you came, have come, come across over the, you know, your time working with partners that uh, you found valuable that you would like to, uh, uh, like to share. Yeah. I think, I think it was, it's been, it's been a little bit of the theme of the talk, right? It's like, you know, just, it always comes down to finding that mutual value, whether that is just in, in monetary or, you know, experiences you can offer or um, I always been, you know, a little bit against the grain in a lot of these alliance relationships where I'm like, Hey, if you, if you don't want to do it for free, <laughs> <laughs> then it's probably not giving you the value you need. You know, we're, we're happy to like, you know, do some stuff together when it comes to marketing and things, but you know, if you don't really, if you're not eager to get it, I either didn't explain it well enough or, or it's not a great fit. And, you know, I think that eagerness on both sides is something you definitely, you definitely want to see and, and need. And it's, and it's actually awesome if you, you know, you have partners that, that work like that. And, you know, we have a, we have a bunch of those um, that, you know, that makes it, that makes it, that makes it very interesting for me. And you see automatically that those are also the people you get the best results with, you know. Yeah. So, yeah, that's so true that, uh, uh, partners that you, there needs to be enthusiasm on both sides, right? It needs yep. to be, um, that there needs to be some excitement and momentum to keep it, to keep it mm-hmm. all going or, you know, it just, it just won't go anywhere. Yeah. And it's, and it's oftentimes it's also, it's not that these people don't care. It's mostly that you have to find the right person in, in very large organizations. Because mm-hmm. you know, if if you work with some of these global system integrators with you know, four hundred and fifty thousand or seven hundred plus thousand people, you know, you need to find the the, the right team of four or five that that is going to be you know excited about your product and is going to carry that through in that large organization. So it's it's often mm-hmm. it's still about the personal connection, I think, as well. You know, getting excited about something together, and then uh, and then executing on it. It's awesome. Well, Kim, thank you. Thank you well, for, for some time with us. I uh, really appreciate you sharing your your insights and the work that you guys are doing. Uh, really, really innovative, innovative work with with both with ISV with with uh, with system integrator partners. And um, fascinating. Thank you very much for having me. Great, thanks, Kim. So with that, I will say uh, thank you all for joining us once again for Ecosystem Aces, and uh, we will see you again uh, next time. Thanks, everybody, for joining. Thanks, Kim. WorkSpan is the category leader for Ecosystem Cloud, where alliance, channel, and ecosystem leaders connect, co-create, co-market, co-sell, measure, and scale with their ecosystem partners in a single secure network to grow business together. To learn more, visit workspan.com. You've been listening to Ecosystem Aces. To ensure that you never miss an episode, subscribe to the show in your favorite podcast player. Thanks so much for listening. Until next time.